Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pat O. Oh, so Pat O is uh, uh sick again, or still sick, <laughs> or you know, I I don't think he ever got better. I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you dying? No. Well, no, I'm okay. Uh, as I just told you before we got on the air, as I just told you, I didn't want to talk about this on the air. Waste yeah, no. time. I'm fucking gonna do it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I my my family was sick. Uh, I was like adjacent to it, but I wasn't, I didn't absorb the full blast of it. Uh, we all got COVID tested several times. I had had a COVID test on fucking Friday and, uh, I'm negative. So it's definitely not COVID, but it's definitely something. And, uh, my son and I went to go see Venom, let there be carnage last night, which was mediocre at best. And, um, we split a pop and now I, I've fully absorbed his germs and um i have a nasty head cold i think i'm actually going to take tomorrow off at work though and like just drink a whole bunch of cough syrup all day and robo trip that sounds cool and just knock it out of my system there was there was a meme that was going around when covid first started that i absolutely loved i don't think anyone loved it nearly as much as me and it was like you know uh stoner promises to take a bunch of mushrooms and reason with the virus <laughs> And I was like, if I was 19, that's something I would have tried. Son of a bitch, that might work. Yeah, no, I, 100% it would have. What do you mean? Uh, you know, we had our buddy Big Dill on the show. And, well, my buddy Big Dill on the show a while back. And Dill, his thing is uh, he tells everybody the, the cure for COVID is to drink. He's like, I drink. He's like, I drink pretty much every night and I haven't got COVID. So <laughs> that's his logic. It's, he's not serious, but don't don't actually become an alcoholic for COVID. But right. anyway, um, how was your weekend? You did something really exciting this weekend, didn't you? Oh, I guess it was exciting. Yeah, I did uh, uh, my sixth or seventh four, uh, 48 hour film project. And uh, we pulled super. So how it works, in case you're not familiar, is a bunch of teams all over the city meet up Friday night. And at 7 p.m., they draw uh, genres of movie. uh, And then everyone is handed a prop, a character, and a line of dialogue that they need to incorporate. And they have from 7 p.m. on Friday until 7 p.m. on Sunday to make a five to seven minute short film. That can uh, of the genre that you've been handed that contains the prop character and line of dialogue that you've been handed right so how this usually works is friday night between 7 p.m and midnight we'll write and then saturday morning from whenever we wake up until about 4 or 5 p.m we shoot and then from saturday afternoon until sunday early uh early sunday afternoon we will edit and then the last little bit, we we go and we drop the stuff off and we fill out all the paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork involved with this. And if, if I may mean, know by now because I've done it so many times, but that's a big part of it too. Because everybody that acts in it or has anything to do with it has to sign a waiver. You need location release forms. You need release forms for all the music that you use. Um, it's just a lot of shit involved with it. So uh, um, this year, it was I was handling the lion's share of it. Uh, well, that's not actually true. I, I had a local comedian, Whitney Watson, whom um, you should follow her on Instagram. She has a web comic called Sober Rabbit that she does that's that's funny. I had her on one of my older podcasts and I uh, got to know her and we're kind of friends. So I'd asked her to write it and then um, I'd filmed it with some actor 
buddies of mine and then uh at the last minute brought in an editor because i was <sighs> lots of different reasons i mean do you want to hear me like talk shit or do you just want like the rundown of what happened <laughs> Because I'll sit here and spill the tea and get into about who fucked up what when. I mean, or, or I could just give the very general overview of everyone worked hard and had a good time, and I'm glad it's over. And I can't there wait. There you next go. Year. You can give me the tea after the show. Yeah. It's all right. It's <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It was all right. Uh, I think the most notable things about this weekend is that it was a predominantly female cast and crew. There was about 14 people involved, and 10 of them were female, and, and four of them were men. Um, so I, I did, and I did that on purpose. I'm trying to get away from just a bunch of dudes sitting around making movies because it's old, it's boring. You know what I mean? When you get to be my age, you realize you don't really have much to say that hasn't been said by people for decades. And if you're somebody that's, that likes to hear new and interesting things, you need to give them past the microphone to new and interesting voices. So I make a point to try to involve, um, you know, not bi- binary uh, women or people of color, not just fucking Irish white dudes from the south side of Chicago. You know, we already got one Edward Burns. We don't need more. So uh, that was that. What else? It was a good time. Um, and uh, I, I, well, there was one point where, um, there was one point where when we were, we were kind of like halfway done filming and we were sitting there eating churros. Cause someone went ran to a Mexican bakery and got some churros. And one of my friends was like, uh, why haven't you done a full length yet? And I was like, well, and I kind of did the whole spiel about everything. And they were like, you know, yeah, but like, you should really, you should really do that. You know? Cause you, what, they, I think the way they put it is, why don't you make a movie for real? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, which is, is, is a, good compliment you know yeah and i and it was after they watched me like direct all morning so it was like obviously they were sitting there watching me do this and be like wow pat knows how to do this why doesn't he like do it do it um and i gave my usual excuses but it's it's definitely kind of stuck with me where i'm like why don't i so i think after my current goal is not to take on any new projects like i have a couple things that like are already midway like we got the D D book and you know i guess they got i got this podcast and all the shit like that but i'm definitely like trying to clear the plate and like i think that's what i need to do i think i need to like take things as they come like what's already in motion keep in motion and see through to the end sure and then you know november's nanu remu i'm gonna be doing that but like not busy myself with all these kind of smaller things and then kind of try to write something or or come up with an idea for a full length. And I think maybe I should really make an effort to do that because I love short films. You know, I, I, I've talked about why I go this route uh, in the past. It's I'd rather explore 15, five minute ideas than one 75 minute idea. Um, But I, at this point I've explored smaller ideas 15 times and that's even boring to me and i think the new thing now is i need to if i really want to keep moving forward there's only one really really one thing left to do at this point and it's to kind of do this for real um and that's what i think i need to do you know but i uh, think that you should i mean i'm i'm all for it um you know i think that it, it would be really neat and um i don't know maybe i'll be in it we'll see 
Um, I made a, <laughs> I made you associate producer on this too, so oh, you'll, get, okay. you'll get your your first cool. bullshit first bullshit IMDb cred, which is a staple <laughs> yeah. of any filmmaker's career. I was you know. I was one hundred percent absolutely not involved at all in this, but thank you. I <laughs> hey, every, everything I do is inspired by you to some. Oh wow! Well, thank you. Well, then make a whole feature length film inspired by me. Um, right. You can even say it's based off of true events, and we can pretend that you could like make a movie about my life or like what you, you what you perceive my life is. <laughs> it's just wow. me getting hit in the face with a bunch of dicks for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I do. <laughs> I, I, I like to. T- I like to. T- so, like this one was a little smutty. I mean, I sent it to you. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. You watched I it? Don't, yet. don't fucking that. worry about it. But uh, the last, the last scene is definitely the part that's the most me, and uh, it's uh, not overwhelmingly smutty. But everything I shoot has a strong male gaze to it. Sure. And uh, I, I was telling the actresses like I don't objectify you. But I am empowering you to amplify your own sexuality. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, you know, wow. uh, I value you as a person. I know you have a lot to offer as an actress. Um, but you wore that shirt here today, and I'm going to film it the way that people want to look at it. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's definitely on them at that point. No, I, right. I think you should do it. No, in all, in all seriousness, um, you know, that's that's one thing. You know, a lot of people don't make it because they just give up or they hit a stopping point where they get kind of burnt out on everything that they're doing and they just don't try something new. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about when you're an artist, you're kind of figuring yourself out and and it takes time, you know, it takes time to perfect that art. And, uh, you know, uh, it's very cliche, but you look at all the greats out there. Most people don't get their big break until, you know, way later in life. It just happens. Or maybe they don't. Fuck. Maybe you made one video and you went viral on the Internet. Who cares? I mean, you just have to do it. You have to do it. You're not going to, you know, you you miss every shot you don't take. So, uh, yeah. And at this point, I've done the short film thing so many fucking times and I've had it go good and I've had it go bad. And the thing is, they're not going to go any better than they've already gone. And all I'm going to do is kind of degrade the momentum that I had if I keep doing the right. same trick over and over again. Right. I, I'm really at the point where I need to either level up or sit the fuck down. And the problem with these 48-hour things, it's like the, the whole timing um, aspect of it is like your best friend and your worst enemy. It's good because it propels you to do this thing in this amount of time. And you know that you're going to start on Friday. You know that you're going to be done on Sunday. You know that all you have to do is clear this one weekend and that's it. And for a lot of people, that's good because it puts the blinders on them, right? Right. But in a lot of respects, like, it also works against you because, you know, there's a lot of things about this film that we did that could be better if I had more time to work on it. And instead, it's like this thing that I would call, like, a C plus, when all it would really need to be, like, a B plus or A minus is another 24 hours. Right. Right. But it doesn't. And it only and I could go back and film more stuff or do whatever, but we're not going to do that. Sure. So, like, it's just it just kind of is what it is. And, like, I, I can't keep making like these 48 hour movies because I haven't I don't think I really shot too much after last year's 48 hour. Um, 
So it's just one of those things where, like, look, I just can't, I can't just keep doing these yearly competitions, right? And and stroking myself and telling my, telling everybody I'm a fucking. Well, and I mean, well, you know, this time last year is when you came onto the podcast, and you know, you started that project, and now we've gotten that pretty, you know, pretty well hammered out. You know, we're in the groove of it. We know what we're doing now. You know, so you got room. You got room for something else. Are you telling me I should move on? No, you're not. You, you're not allowed to quit. I'm, I'm not. Even, I would never quit. I'm, I'm not firing you. So. I wake up in a, a cold sweat like at least twice a week, thinking that you're going to get rid of me for like Kinsey. Or oh, something. <laughs> I wouldn't That's do that. That's my biggest fear. I'm like, I, she's going to realize I, this show would be twice as popular if she had a female co-host that had bigger tits than me. <laughs> Listen, I love Kinsey, um, <laughs> but no, you're 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 one half of the show now. It's just this is now your destiny. So it's it's been chosen by me. Um, Ride or die, bitch. Let's do it. We talked about this earlier. I'm a woman, so you can't argue. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, well, no, that's great. I'm glad this has definitely like reinvigorated you a little bit. I have also felt pretty um, reinvigorated on some of the things that I'm doing lately. And that's really, really exciting, actually. Um, but, you know, in case you guys didn't know, um, let's talk about it. Uh, well, we opened up the call line finally. <laughs> Yes, you did. And yes, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. And no, it's it's been it's been a wonderful uh, success so far. People are so excited about it. You guys are awesome about sharing your stories. I'm not going to play any for this episode because I just kind of woke up one day and decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm doing this, and I opened it. And I just kind of wanted to see how how it went, and it's going really good. It's going to become part of every episode, um, but you know I have to figure out the logistics of how to make that work for the show. That's okay. So it should be starting next week. We'll have we'll finally have some of these on here. Um, but if you guys are interested, if you want to share your paranormal encounters, maybe you've seen a cryptid, maybe you've seen a UFO, maybe you were abducted by aliens, I don't care. You know, maybe you just have a weird doppelganger story, or maybe you have, you've experienced the, the Mandela effect, or maybe you had a time slip, or, you know, who knows, whatever weird shit that's happened in your life, you know, maybe something crazy, maybe your uncle is a serial killer, you know, just, just share it with us, call the show tell us about it we'll play it on the show we'll talk about it um if you have show topic ideas if you just want to call and say that maybe you want me to fire pat i don't know i mean call and talk about it <laughs> whatever your heart's content whatever your heart tells you to do you can call us at 773-59-WEIRD and you can talk about uh any anything and everything weird so now how do you spell weird because i know that throws a lot of people uh how do i what even how do i spell weird I mean, no, because like if you were to ask me how to spell weird, I'd have to stop for a second and make sure that the E goes before the I. It's seven seven three five nine That's seven seven three five nine nine three four seven three. That's correct. Yeah, that is what it is. And uh, you know, for the record, it's it's W E I R D. How do you not know how to spell weird? It's in the title of the show. How do you know? Yeah, so but I, I transpose like I before E and shit. Now you know what you're right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame anybody. You know, speech is a thing, and some people will struggle with it. But but you're right. You're correct. Um, but I'll put fucking dyslexic. You know, well, I'm not saying you are, but other people are. So I mean, I don't want to seem like okay. an asshole to dyslexics. I, I love sure. you guys. Um, you know, so all of you. You know, so anyway, I, I'm gonna put it in the description. If you haven't seen it yet, you'll you'll see this number pretty much every single day on all my social media. So there's that. Um, but yeah, you can call the show. Also, also, also. Um, 
buy some buy, buy some merch like what are you guys doing why aren't you buying merch not one single person has taken a fucking picture with their fanny pack and i'm a little disappointed oh i know nobody's bought a fanny pack that. yet yeah. what are you doing with your life huh what are you doing you got to be ready for festival season next year when it comes up you got to get yourself and on wednesdays we talk weird fanny pack and then get yourself a jersey devil t-shirt you know There's- what i uh i i know a guy that um you can, you, and I wouldn't mind throwing down a little cash for this. You can, like, there's internet, like, Instagram models where you can send them your T-shirt and then pay them to take a picture in it. So I it's, mean, like, it's, like, a really hot chick, like, wearing, like, your T-shirt. And he does it for all of his merch, too. Why would you pay somebody to do that when, I, I like, like, I can take pictures in the in the shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Huh? I think it would be funny to get, like, a... a, a like a trans performer to take a picture with a fanny pack. So like they're naked, they got nice tits, they're wearing the fanny pack and they got and a big hog hanging pack. out. That would be a really good idea. Listen, yeah. if you are if you're a trans woman and you want us to pay a little bit of money and get a free fanny pack. Yes, one hundred percent. I want somebody, anybody, I don't care who buys the fanny pack, just buy it, take a picture and so I can see it'll make my heart happy. And you guys want to make me happy and you should just do it. But anyway, um merch link is down below make sure you go there and buy some because um i don't make any money off this so i need to make some money off this guys get on it get on top of it get down there buy some merch anyway that's all i was plugging for the week really um let's talk about uh kind of what's been going on i don't have news really this week but except i kind of do um that was the news the call line um but Let's talk about what happened uh, Monday. The Facebook thing. The Facebook thing. Um, so full disclosure, guys, we don't record the show on Wednesdays. I know you hear it on Wednesdays. Maybe you don't. Maybe you listen to it on Saturday. I don't care. I don't give a. Sh- I don't give a shit as long as you listen. You know, that's all. Right. But uh, Monday, uh, which is October fourth, um, Facebook went down for like a bunch of hours. Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp went down for like six hours. So, yeah. Or something like that and uh and i don't know i i'm not entirely sure what happened there's lots of conspiracies being thrown out there about what may or may not have happened i don't think they've said yet right now it's um it's about 7 30 eastern time on monday so we, we don't know a lot of information i don't think um but uh i don't know pat you got anything you want to share about that <laughs> yeah i mean basically it's back up now so the the storm has passed i did have to check in with friend of the show mike vanderbilt because he's twitter banned right now oh, yeah. so with facebook and instagram being down that boy had no fucking social media this afternoon and i don't know how he was getting his validation i for all i know he was standing on a street corner in california raising costume waving at cars he might but, like uh, actually like shriveled up and died without his validation that, he well that he's very sense. much like tinkerbell if you don't doesn't get applause he fucking dies but uh <laughs> i i texted him to see if he's okay and he hasn't responded yet which means absolutely nothing oh, no. because he only responds to one out of every 17 of my texts anyway sure. but um He's got to text yeah. him 17 times to make sure he's okay. Yeah, well, he's just, it's just a roll of the dice. Sometimes he says, anyway. But uh, I guess my the way I looked at it was this. Like, okay, like, number one, like, Facebook is down because Facebook goes down and it happens. Right. And it's happened historically. Now, this was a long time. Usually it's like an hour or two when it goes down. Um, this was This was closer to seven, I believe. But, like, yeah, it was, you know, it was an outage. Outage just happened, right? Um <laughs> Possibility number two was that last night there was a uh, 
expose on 60 Minutes, or we should just say this week. This week there was an expose on 60 Minutes about a whistleblower that came forward to talk about um, some of the algorithms that Facebook was using, or more importantly not using, to uh, filter out and block some of the hate speech that uh, Facebook is notorious for promoting. Um, and also there was there's some kind of inst there was some kind of like study that was done with like in regards to Instagram and how it was affecting young girls like self esteem or something. I I don't I don't know I don't I wasn't watching sixty minutes I was catching the flu for my son and venom let there be carnage. But um, <laughs> this so anyway sixty minutes the uh, the special uh, premiered Sunday night Tuesday they were supposed to go in front of the Senate or some kind of like congressional hearing or something. And uh, the idea is that maybe the outage today was a way to scrub the servers or something, or there was something they were taking off. Right. You know, that was another possibility. Uh, what I personally <clears throat> like to believe, and if, if uh, you're a fan of internet horror stories, you're familiar with creepy pasta. Well, here on Wednesdays, we talk weird. We have, uh, what is it? <laughs> Stoner bullshit macaroni. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my 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 stoner bullshit macaroni explanation for this is that something something got posted. Don't know what it is. Don't know if it pertains to the missile tests, North Korea or the Russian fucking sub stuff, or if it was a UFO video, or if it was God knows what. But something got posted to Facebook, and before it could go viral, before it could be shared, they hit the fucking kill switch. And they were like, nope. They took it down, and they fucking, they went through, and they d deleted all traces of it. They Who saw it, who shared it, who viewed it. Okay, we have it localized. We have it neutralized. Okay, bring it back on, and uh, it's gone without a trace. Now, that's what I believe. If, well, I think, the, I, I think Facebook just went down. But if I'm going to entertain any idea, um, because doing some kind of like, like information scrub the day after the shit premiered on sixty minutes, you mean this? Sh you didn't know that this shit was going to be on the news last night? Like, come the fuck on! Right? I don't. No. Yeah, the idea I'm that not. this would be, yeah, okay. the idea that this would be a reaction to anything that was broadcast, anything that like aired on a nationally broadcasted fucking news magazine show. I don't know, but I think you know what we know about the internet, how it works, and how it works in other countries. I think the idea of there being a kill switch that can be employed in times of extreme, like, you know, like, holy shit, uh, to stop things from being spread is a possibility. And yeah. I think that might be what we saw today. Now, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, I had no idea any of this was happening. I mean, believe it or not, I'm not like, like, I seem like I'm on social media a lot, but I'm really not on social media that much. But, um, I had no idea and I still don't really know exactly what happened so <laughs> you know I'm, I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait for more information to come out it was really weird because it wasn't just Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp other people are having issues with other things too now it could have just been they were being they were having overloaded servers because people were on that shit um I know we have we have the discord for the clubhouse crew 
And uh, it was kind of hilarious and kind of wholesome because everybody's over there and we're just, you know, asking each other stupid questions and like everybody got a ridiculous amount of work done today. And, you know, our group chat, we got a group text chat that, you know, we talk in and we were all just, I don't know, sending each other, you know, pictures and, you know, just goofing off and talking to each other. I mean, it's really fucking sad, though, that that's how it is. Like, you can't really have that every day because everybody's everybody wastes so much time on on the social media that people don't even realize um you know which which you know i enjoyed that people kind of got away from it for a minute but you know as far as it being weird it was kind of strange it was kind of scary for a minute um but i don't know i mean it's over now so right because you don't know it creates when something like that happens something unexpected something that is away from the norm you don't know if it's going to start a chain reaction of other weird shit happening. Right. And what what could happen next that wasn't supposed to happen today? Um, I mean, it could just, it could snowball from here. I was talking to one of my friend of the show, uh, I won't say her last name, but Ashley, the other Ashley that I, I talked to. And um, she was like convinced that fucking <laughs> this was it like she was gonna leave work today and you know and 72 hours from now she'd be fighting for water with her husband in the streets of blue island oh. like and i those are my words not hers she's not that much of a lunatic but um i don't know i guess is there some kind of astronomical event going on right now as well or like last week uh-huh uh, yeah that there's six planets in retrograde right now she, is- she's been talking about this non-stop and i barely yep. pay attention to it because i don't follow the stars but uh she i think she thought that like that had something to do with this as well and this was it it was a culmination of a bunch of different things and we had been talking about this and she had had like this ominous feeling about things for uh the past couple of days and then when this happened it was like <laughs> proving her right and she was like this is fucking it you know and i'm like okay well we'll just kind of see and then i don't know but uh i'm not i'm not dogging on her sorry i'm not picking on you but uh i understand no it's fine um you are it's fine no uh you're not um but yeah i get i I get it yeah there are a lot of planets in retrograde right now um shit's been hard for everybody if you think things have been hard it's because they have been hard um so that's not just you being weird it's just that everybody's going through it right now but i don't know you know like you said social media goes down it could have been anything it was kind of weird that it took so long and you know considering where we are right now in the timeline of things we just we don't know much so you know we just gotta wait and see so that's uh where we're at with it but that's that's really all i i don't, I don't have anything to share this week yeah i'm uh no that's all i got i have one of my notes that says what else this weekend read tweet and i have no fucking clue what i would tweet i was referring to (laughs) oh (laughs) speaking of which hold on one more thing i want to read because you brought it up earlier too um okay someone who i absolutely adore my my favorite adult performer uh bailey J, and uh her partner um and i don't i forget his name but uh, I follow him on social media as well. They do a podcast together. And, um, you know, she's she's really into the paranormal, uh, Bailey J. I don't know if you're familiar with her that much. But uh, she had – I was actually – I called into her podcast once to talk about life on Mars and did my whole What's alien the podcast show. called? I can't even remember. But it's oh one of the – what she would – Bailey – I don't know. Because, well, it's not around anymore. Now it's like Patreon only where, oh, like, okay. you have to pay for it, which I'm sure enough people do. Um and uh, I don't because she's got enough money. I support I support people on Patreon, but not 
people that already have multiple homes. Um, but anyway, I still follow them on uh, Twitter and her partner, Matt, uh, posted this Saturday morning and I thought it was so good that I shared it. It's, I want to mention in the opening. Uh, narcissism is so prevalent in this country that instead of admitting that we were wrong about certain facts, such as not knowing Nelson Mandela wasn't dead, many people reshape reshape reality to create an alternate dimension hypothesis the mandela effect to try and explain it okay and i was like god damn that's good (laughs) because i'm I'm, yeah i'm one of those people that has never been a fan of the mandela effect and that that uh your evil twin ashley who i was talking about earlier me and her go back and forth about this all the time because she's a huge fan of it and i'm like you're fucking nuts but uh yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of the Mandela effect. I think it's exactly what this guy said. It's narcissism. You know, rather than admitting that you were just fucking wrong about something, you misremembered a detail, people go to the opposite end of the spectrum and create this fucking story about, you know, reality well, being altered. And I just, like, yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with you a little bit there. Um, so, you know, the thing is, is that, um, I've experienced this before and it's weird. Um, but I mean, everybody says that they've experienced it, but like, there's a lot of shit that I can let go of. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, I remember being a kid and looking at the Berenstain Bears book and sounding right. out and looking at the spelling and knowing that it was Berenstain. Right. And I thought it was weird then because everybody else called them the Berenstain Bears god damn my fucking neighbors i swear to god i'm gonna i'm gonna punt their child um anyway. <laughs> and my regular people job i work from home and all fucking day long you can hear my goddamn neighbors all day it's great um anyway um <laughs> so if you hear them on the show i mean that's you know uh when you when you stop hearing them that's when you know that there's been a problem anyway um so no i remember it being berenstain you know and so i remember growing up and i was like no it's berenstain and i remember that and like you know i've looked at the other examples and i'm like okay yeah, i remember that i remember that i remember that it was the john keel thing that fucked with me and i talked about it on the show before where i went to go look up something specifically about john keel and i typed his name into google and google corrected me and it didn't make any fucking sense because i have been extensively researching this man for a whole year i knew how to spell his fucking name but apparently i didn't i don't know what happened something was weird so i knew keel spelled as k-e-e-l-e with an e at the end there's no e at the end it's just k-e-e-l and it blew my fucking mind because there was no way there was no fucking way i look at the cover of this man's books all the time there was no way i had it wrong but uh somehow i did so i don't know you know i don't know how i feel about the about the about the you know the mandela effect but you know i can definitely see where uh that could play a part people don't like to be wrong about shit and um i actually got into an argument on social media over the weekend it was great um with somebody just one um i've been doing it very much lately um but somebody brought up the gable film and i don't know if you're familiar pat with the gable film are you what is it it's allegedly a video of a dog man or you know a wolf-like creature a canine type creature that attacked this guy anyway um it came out a couple of years ago in like the late 2000s i think it was and um it's just this weird just random video footage of like a car and some guy chopping wood and then it just cuts to this like animal attack and then it cuts off 
Well, then there's part two. There's the Gable film part two. And part two shows the guy that we saw earlier chopping wood. It has been like cut in half and like he's basically been disemboweled and there's like police and crime scene. Anyway, a lot of people thought this was real. And, uh, you know, they thought that it was an actual dog man or, you know, what have you until uh, Monster Quest did an episode on the Gable film. Not only did the guy who made it came forward and said, hey, I made this. Um, he also showed the crew of Monster Quest exactly how he made it. Um, he put on a ghillie suit and did the exact same run. They filmed it. It was a it was the case closed as that guy. Well, people still believe that this thing is still real. As a matter of fact, they say that they think that what it is is that the government made this guy come out and say, no, it was all fake because they're trying to cover it up that it was real. And you know so i just kind of mentioned well it's silly you know they've done a full uh, recreation of this video what more do you need to to know that it's fake like i would need motivation for the government to go through all that trouble to try to fake a fucking to try to suppress the dogman video right because who really actually who really listens to this shit let me tell you something this community is very small it's very small there's only a couple thousand of us that even believe in these fringe ideas to begin with let's just be real there's some people that kind of dabble in it a lot of people kind of dabble in it but really be into it like we are it's not, not a threat to the anything. fabric of national security or anything i mean it's encrypted like that's if it, i mean unless it's like if you pull if you tug on the thread of the the dog man sweater you're gonna unravel fucking everything and the dog well, man really the secret to like like there's people that think fluoride that like, in the water or some because shit. people think that dogmen are nephilim and if we prove that nephilim are real then we prove <laughs> that the bible's real i swear to fucking god i swear to god they're nuts so i i said that i made a comment i said i think it's silly that anybody thinks that thinks that this, this film you're not nuts your money's good here buy buy a fanny pack <laughs> buy a fanny pack good don't no one don't listen to her she thinks you're nuts i think you would look <laughs> ravishing in a fanny pack that's what i think of you dogman lovers <laughs> send exactly. us your money you know well you're right you're right about that i should i need to start pulling yeah. if i if i if i could sell enough of these fanny packs maybe i'll have enough money to join bailey j's patreon and i can listen <laughs> to her podcast again <laughs> and i can look at her look at her fucking pictures as she posts. <laughs> That's that's what I want. That's my whole goal. If I could somehow get this podcast to just to fund me following another podcast. Listen, I'll tell you that right now. In any any fanny pack sales go straight to Pat and his uh, Patreon fund. So um, <laughs> we'll make that promise today. There you go. So or if, if someone wants to sponsor, I guess I'll do that. Fuck it, because like yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. If if anyone wants to sponsor me following uh. Bailey, Bailey J's podcast on uh, Patreon. You just contact us. Call five. What is it? Seven seven three. You don't even know the uh, phone number. Seven seven three five nine. Weird. Right, and and is. volunteer. It's I think it's like five bucks a month or something. It's, anyway, yeah, yeah. You, can call, you can call. You want to be a Pat sponsor? That'd be great. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so somebody, you know, I just I mentioned what I thought about it, and I, you know, I said it was silly, it was silly that people believe that this thing, this video, which has been completely debunked is is real and it hurts it hurts the actual scientific community and the study of this shit it really does when you start pushing you know pushing fake shit out there well anyway somebody jumps on there and they're like oh yeah i guess i'm silly and i'm like well yeah uh, well you know i asked what more do you need what makes you think that this is real why was that not enough what would make you believe that this has actually been debunked and then they just came at me and they're like well then i guess you think barton nunley is silly because blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something about Barton Nunley, okay? 
Martin Unley is another researcher, and I'm, I might get in trouble for this, but uh, he's allegedly another researcher in the field. Martin Unley goes out in the woods donning like six fucking swords. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. This man goes out there in his fucking hat and his fucking six, six swords. They always got hats, don't they? Listen, Martin Nunley's worst adversary is a goddamn tree branch because if the guy fucking trips and falls, he's screwed. He's screwed. He's covered in six, in six swords. I mean, you know, and so it's like, sure, he wrote a book. But who gives a shit? I'm writing a book. Who cares? You know, anybody can write a book. So it was just, it got to me. So it's like, you know, you really want to start pulling out dicks and measuring here because I'm out in the same fucking, I know where Barton goes. I'm I'm out there too. I've been out there. And, uh, you know, it's whatever. I mean, fine. The guy bought the rights to it. Cool. He's a fucking dumbass. (laughs) He's dumb for doing that. I mean, just to have a notable piece of, of history because it was a big deal. When it came out, it was a big deal. Sure, I can understand that, but if you bought the rights to it and he's trying to push that shit like it's real, then you're a fucking moron from following Barton Nunley too. So there you go. There's that. I said it. Um, you know, because I'm not here for that. I'm not here for the fairy tales and the bullshit. Like I'm here for the science. I, I'm here to prove something. Like, and whether you believe that it can be proved or not, I don't. I don't really give shit about that. That's why I do my job, and that's why I do what I do. Like, yeah, I got a show. But the science is important to me. So, you know, fuck off with your Barton Nunleys and your fucking whoever else. I don't care. You know, so there you go. There, there's my hot take. Normally, I don't talk shit about people on the show. I really don't. Um, I you think know, you should do it more often. Maybe I should because it's it's frustrating. It really is very frustrating. Like I don't like I don't sit down and go and talk to these people. Like I wasted so much so many hours talking to people whose stories are probably bullshit but i've also met some really amazing really interesting people i put a lot of time and effort into this i work more than anybody that i know uh, on a weekly basis you know doing things like this and so when people you know want to come along and they want to fucking cling to the idea that this video that is fake is real and they just refuse to look at it otherwise i mean it makes me not want to do the shit anymore because nobody's ever going to take it seriously because you fucking morons want to believe in and fake made up stories it's sad it's really sad so there's my take on it um, i'll challenge the guy to a sword fight <laughs> I, don't I, I have a collection of swap arama uh katanas mm. and uh i would but i would i would i would we would have to use practice swords because I'm not trying to lose a fucking hand from this guy. I mean, guy. you know what? If that's his thing and his thing is swords, like, that's cool. He thinks he's going to take down a dog man or something with a sword. Like, that's fine. Like, you you know what? Barton, I believe in you. You do you. Carl Sagan said something about, um, you know, if somebody's wrong, I let them be wrong because, you know, the chances of that individual existing anyway is like one in a in a quadrillion billion or some shit like that you know he said some shit like that and he's absolutely right you know he is, he is right um whatever the fuck it was that he said but, but it's, it's true though it's true you want to be wrong you know what that's on you you're allowed to be wrong that's fine um i've but i'll say this i don't know barton personally i've never talked to the man i've never read his book i would i would give it a try it's just that i haven't i mean i haven't really had a reason to so you know, oh my god you are a, you are a boiling over pot of italian fucking gravy tonight 
I love it. It's just hot and bubbling and like fucking. It just makes me so mad because there's just so much misinformation out there. And I'm just I'm trying so hard to be against that. And you see people like fucking Barton Nunley. He's a big dude. I mean, he's not a big dude. I mean, he's not physically, but like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people in the community know who the fuck he is. I'm sure a lot of you listen to this know who he is. And a lot of you listen to this are probably pissed off because I feel this way about him. But let me tell you something. It's bullshit that people like Barton Nunley get attention when they're not honest and open investigators when they fucking thrive off a of bullshit and fairy tale it just makes me so mad I, whatever. anyway that's all i'm gonna say about it. I'm, done, I'm done bitching I'm off, right. my, I'm off my soapbox this week um it's all good but speaking of things that don't exist uh this week we're talking about uh possessions so <laughs> just kidding i'm not gonna open with that but <laughs> i just did um Damn. so it's uh it's october happy 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 almost halloween um it's the best time of the year um I, uh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to save my opinion for the end here. So, um, as you can see, we're going to talk about possessions. I think that we should talk about, uh, you know, not just demonic possessions, but I think that's probably the most popular, right? Um, <clears throat> but I don't know how I feel about this one. So basically, like I said, the most popular, um, form of possession that people talk about is, is demonic possession, um, which makes you do terrible things it makes you a really bad person um but not just that there are other you know tall tale signs of demonic possession um you know just again doing awful shit um speaking languages that you couldn't speak before uh contorting your body in ways that it shouldn't be used in and things like that um there's also possession like uh like in churches actually somebody else brought this to my attention um in churches uh you have people that will you know they say that they're possessed that they've been they've been possessed by the holy spirit so they'll start talking in right. tongues and things like that there's also possession where you have um oh my god why is the word slipping from me this is what the show is about pretty much demonic have, possession what's that demonic possession no demonic possession was the first one now where you have where, where you you basically act as a you're like a, a medium where okay. you know the spirits are, are speaking through you or uh. you know something like that that is also a form of, of possession so we have all these different types of of possession it basically is what it is as a spirit taking over your body of of whatever origin evil or good or whatever um is kind of what what we have here pat what do you uh what do you know about possessions wow so i didn't even think about the possessed by the holy spirit thing um i have notes on on two points that i wanted to bring up um and I guess, uh, but I want to get, I'll, I'll get into the uh, Holy Spirit possession thing once, because I witnessed that a couple times as a kid growing up. Um, yeah, because you went to the Catholic school, didn't you? <laughs> yes, but that's not, Catholics don't do that shit. There I don't was, know what they do. No, 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 no. Who does no, that then? I don't know. Well, th in this case, they were Protestants. But oh. what happened was there was a youth group that a bunch of, so I went to an all-boy Catholic school. Um, well, it wasn't Catholic necessarily. But I went to an all-boys school. There was an all-girls school in the neighborhood, and next to the all-girls all school was a small Protestant chapel called Maranatha that had a youth group on Thursday nights. And they, uh, some of the kids would go there. Some of the girls would go there. And like me and my guy friends, like, you know, you're a kid. You don't really have anything to do on a Thursday night. We would go. 
and uh sometimes we'd hang out in the parking lot we wouldn't really go in it kind of it really became like a hangout thing for a couple months where like you know a lot of people would go and just hang out in the parking lot and then some people would go in and we would see the service well uh i probably went like the first time or two and like didn't really go in and then eventually i went in and i checked it out and it was different it was interesting for me because the only thing i was used to at that point was growing up Catholic, going to Catholic services, which are very, you know, Catholic services were in Latin probably up until the seventies or so. Like, you know, you wear like, you know, uh, khakis and a polo to it. It's very straight laced. There's a lot of kneeling. It's, it's very like proper church, right? And Protestant services are traditionally like more laid back. Like the church that I belong to now that I, I do the music stuff with, like those, there's people that wear like Hawaiian shirts and shorts to that shit in the summertime. Like people just kind of wear whatever. And it's all about like deformalizing the experience with God. And that's why like, you know, Protestant services, sometimes they have bands that play and they have other things, you know, it's more like a, a personalized experience with, with uh worship i guess you would say okay so we were going to these youth group things as a kid and they had uh it was the the whole like when i went there was a lot of um emphasis on demonic like influence of like media okay and i remember like people one service i went to people were bringing in records to throw out and there was like a, a garbage can full of records and kids could bring up like records and CDs and throw them out. And one kid had a fucking copy of Garage Days, which is like, it was like this Metallica import where they do a bunch of cover songs. And I was like, we need to fucking steal that. Like that thing's worth like 70 bucks. And uh, then there was so that's and then it got to that and that's when i really started like paying attention because i'm like this is some crazy shit like they're we're, we're throwing out records now people are bringing in movies and like there was there was that whole thing and then the service after that this woman came and was talking to the kids about how like you can get influenced by this stuff and it possesses you and then it's then from there it kind of like started to um you could tell i'm not really prepared to tell the story because i'm fucking all over the place <laughs> but okay. from from there it went into i remember they were doing the whole kids were like speaking in tongues and then like they put the hand on them and the person would fall down you know what i mean okay. like and you see it a lot like when they do like the uh like you know i'm not the 700 club but like benny hen or shit yeah you know, you know what i'm talking about like, i do yeah and it was like that and they started doing that and i was like what the fuck i'm like this is fucking nuts i'm like this there's, there's no this isn't real i'm like these people are faking it but it really freaked me out because of the sincerity of like have you ever been around youth group kids no they're very intense and it's like you know i was a kid that went to church my whole entire life and was an altar boy and stuff but i also like smoked weed and jerked off and like had premarital like i was a normal person but like the church was just kind of part of my life you know i what was I mean? a normal person i jerked off and smoked weed and like fucked around like i don't you know <laughs> i had like premarital sex but like then but there was like these youth kids that like took it really seriously 
yeah. and like thought that like Jesus would hate them if they if they watched like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. And I was just like, I would go to church every Sunday too. And I went to Catholic church where like we had to dress up and kneel. And I still felt zero problem with like going home and watching Dawn of the Dead and like fingering my girlfriend, you know? And so I, I had like a very casual relationship with organized religion where it didn't, uh, it didn't become my whole entire life, but it was still there and I still respected it and it still kind of did its thing, but I never like, I don't know. And I never had like weird Catholic guilt either, but um, these youth group kids are like, not like that. And they went all into it and they were very rigid and they would have very like, like their relationship with God was the most important aspect of who they were as a person. And it would make them very combative towards things that they viewed as being um, running counter to God's messaging or whatever, you know, which always was weird to me because, you know, Jesus's thing is like all about acceptance and stuff. Right. So like how how can you know, you're talking about a guy that had a live and let live philosophy and hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors like right yeah, how how are you going to sit there yeah, and be well, fucking so, judgmental I mean, and like when you witness this shit, happening like, yeah i know i'm all over the place well, when, when when you witness this happening no it's okay i mean how did it did it seem legit i mean did it no no it like, didn't what? but I what, mean, no no not not at all okay. but what was crazy about it was that i i didn't know whether or not the people were acting or whether or not they thought this was really happening and there i knew they were not possessed by the Holy Spirit, but I don't know if they, I don't know what was going on in their head. And when I, that, that's eventually why I stopped going because I sensed that there was something dangerous about it. That level of fervor, you know what I mean? Right. It was like, these people are fucking crazy and they're, he's working these. And so I stopped going and he got thrown out of that church. Like, um, like a, a couple months later, like that was like the beginning of the end for him in general. And he ended up, uh, that pastor, his name was Pastor Dean. He ended up bouncing around the South Side, trying to get this, trying to do a youth thing for a youth ministry for a while. And I don't know what ended up happening to him. I ran into him like five years later, uh, in a completely different setting, and he was still still trying to peddle his shit. But um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think that shit was real. But I think the people, I don't know if the people that were experiencing it thought it was. You know what I mean? um but like how could they experience it but not know if it's real or not they either knew that they were putting on airs or they did not yeah you know how many people probably convinced i had a cold for two weeks and i convinced myself many a time that i thought i had covid i didn't have covid but i was sick i had a runny nose and a cough and i thought i did people are wrong about shit people are wrong about shit you're right yeah. Barton nunley is one of them mandela um, effect you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah how do yeah. people convince themselves of anything goofy like they just yeah do. okay all right i mean that's a good point and it's I, mean, go ahead. I think it's a touch of mental illness and i think it, we're gonna get it we're gonna get into all this stuff yeah. in other places too but i think it's 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 the desire to believe it's the power of will it's uh it's it's it might even be a little bit of fucking magic of them reshaping reality around the the fucking force of their will and what they sure. want to have happen sure you know well you know let's let me say this possession is not something that is only recognized in in one cultural aspect it's recognized in multiple um so that is really interesting to me i mean of course as a person who's very you know anti-christianity you know for the most part 
um it's just not anything that i've ever really subscribed to i mean not just that like do you know how many haunted allegedly haunted items that i owned you know possessed items nothing ever happens like you know you know how many haunted places i've been to in general and nothing ever really happens sometimes it does sometimes it does and it makes you wonder but for the most part i'm going to tell you probably about 95 percent of the time when we go somewhere to investigate uh a paranormal event nothing happens um so you know possession to me is is very much a paranormal uh, you know happening and that's just not really something that i've completely made up my mind on yet um i've never been in a room with a possessed individual that's never happened yet I would like for it to happen. I would like to witness it myself and see, you know, what I think. But when I pick apart some of these cases, um, you know, the, for the most part, uh, you know, I, I've, I think I've made up my mind on how I feel about them. Um, so we should probably talk about some of them, huh? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the most notable one that I can think of that always comes to my mind whenever i think of you know classic demon possession is um is of course annalise mckell i think that her story uh is interesting because when i was a teenager that movie came out um the exorcism of emily rose and that's what it was based off of was her case and um you know initially i was fascinated by it because i was really fascinated by the uh you know by the court aspect of it but um annalise was a girl from germany who um you know at the what was at the age of 16 she had a seizure and you know from that point on things just got kind of really strange so because she had the seizure she started seeing doctors they diagnosed her with um epilepsy but then she was also diagnosed with depression and things like that um but she just kind of slowly started getting worse and worse i mean she just started to become sadder she started having hallucinations of you know objects and voices and and things like that um they tried to medicate her it wasn't really doing anything and then it just continued to ramp up to drinking her own urine and and things like that now she herself had decided that she was she was demonically possessed um she said that and she wanted to get an exorcism that's she wanted to go through that and um you know go through that process so it it just it really ramped up there and you know as how long does go on for i think this went on for a couple of years technically um but the exorcism themselves happened over the course of a couple of months and uh you know she ended up dying she ultimately died from dehydration and malnutrition and um it turned into a really big to do turned into a big court case they didn't know if they should charge the families they should charge you know the people performing the exorcism it was crazy um but you know this case to me seems like it was pretty clear cut and dry mental illness right we i mean we have this this track of her you know experiencing a, a traumatic brain injury which does typically bring on mental illness in a lot of people and you know from then on out her it's like her mental state just kept dwindling which makes sense because what we know about now about a lot of these you know really intense mental illnesses is that they don't trigger until later on in life anyway um you know it, it it doesn't sound crazy to me to think of somebody like say with schizophrenia for them to believe that they are possessed 
you know i mean that that sounds actually i mean that's what it, it sounds like schizophrenia <laughs> you know if you know anything about it that's what it sounds like um but that was i sure funny. do <laughs> yeah i mean right I'm, I'm sure you do um but uh you know so it's it's one of those things i mean and eventually i mean she died because she refused she was refusing to eat um she was refusing to drink and things like that now um but there were things about it you can listen to her the some of the recordings that they you know during their exorcisms of her and she would speak in languages that she didn't know had never known had no way of knowing um her voice would change and it would it would change you know but you know we know that voice acting's a thing now i mean you know so you know what what was it are you familiar with this case no not at all not at all really well have you seen the movie no no you haven't seen the movie um the the movie exorcism of emily rose it's really good it's really i mean it is it's not i mean obviously it's not 100 percent accurate but it's pretty goddamn accurate to the events that happened and uh it it was it was horrifying to me i remember i went to homecoming and we put it on i went and stayed the night at some boy's house there was a bunch of us and uh we watched this movie and it was you know back in the days of dvds and dvd menus and uh after everybody fell asleep the dvd menu kept playing over and over again and it was horrifying so (laughs) it wasn't a good time but uh anyway anyway um but no it was it was a pretty crazy thing i mean she would like i said she would move her bodies in ways that you shouldn't be able to move your body she was you know playing with feces and you know usually that's what happens they start doing really disgusting shit they start um being overly sexual things like that um so that's one case that i know about um you know that's that's a good one um sorry i'm getting fucking attacked my cat won't leave me the hell alone today i'm just having a hard day i had so i'll give you a second so i had i didn't have a specific case that i wanted to talk about but i did want to talk about um i guess biblical cases in general because that was you know obviously that's kind of how we started off was talking about you know demonic possession and sure you know how it's related in the bible and something that i thought was very interesting is that um you know, there's an interesting distinction being made in the Bible between people that, and and there's definitely Old Testament possession, but I'm going to kind of veer this conversation towards New Testament possession, and specifically sure. Jesus healing people uh, from possession, performing exorcisms. But what's interesting in the Bible, and this is something that, you know, leaped out at me, you know, kind of from Jump Street, is that it makes a big distinction between Jesus healing people of legitimate physical ailments and jesus healing people from demonic possession right okay so there's kind of this misconception that back in the day people attributed everything to demonic possession right anything that you had wrong with you you had wrong with you because you had demons in you sure and even if you look at some of the symptoms that the bible outlines as being causes of demonic possession uh blindness um dumbness and when i when i say dumbness i mean like you can't fucking talk or whatever you know um that stuff is sometimes attributed to demonic possession uh the young girl had a demon in her that that prevented her from speaking or that you know caused her to be blind right but then you'll see other cases in the bible that uh where that same those same exact symptoms are attributed to physical ailments right so 
the and the reason I bring this up is that the Bible makes a very clear distinction that sometimes people are possessed and sometimes people are just sick. Not everything is caused by demons, but some shit still is, right? Okay. And I, I I guess that really struck me as being um interesting because you would think the natural tendency would be for them to attribute everything to demons, right? And no, there seemed to be some metric that they went off of, um, that there were possession case, cases, there were people being possessed, and there was also people generally getting ill, and they knew how, even then, they knew how to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were distinguishing between the two doesn't mean that the possession cases are more likely accurate, but there was something about those that made those more um, more supernatural in their origin. And supposedly he was able to heal both, but I mean, we're not going to get into that for, for right now. Um, so that that's that's a thing that I wanted to bring up. I thought that was interesting. Because I know like kind of what we're going to say nowadays, like you brought up the schizophrenia. That Right, right, sure. And that's just one of, of varying, you know, people that aren't schizophrenic don't aren't bad people. Um, but, you know, mental illness in general, sure. Um, you know, going off of that, you kind of mentioned that there's this, like, criteria and whatnot. Um, you know, and of course, you know, more more stuff um you know kind of branching off of that i'll talk about another case here that you might know a little bit something about it's about uh ronald joseph defoe you know who that is no 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 idea you know who it is um it's the guy who killed his whole family um and it's the inspiration for the amityville horror story so while i'm shitting on everybody um during this episode i'm gonna bring up uh you know the amityville the amityville horror case so um ronald defoe killed his entire family one night um it was his his parents his two brothers and his two sisters and their house in amityville long island everybody knows the house right and what was interesting about this case was that um there's a lot of questions surrounding it because nobody really knows how the family died because there were no signs of a struggle um and defoe said a couple of things he said that he drugged them um he did have a shotgun but obviously they weren't shot um but you know they did a toxicology report there weren't any drugs in the system but weird stuff happened like he wanted he had been talking about collecting on his father's life insurance recently and um things like that and so some people believe that um what had happened in that case and the reason why they think that is because of the story that followed but they believe that maybe they were killed by demons and defoe himself was was demonically possessed okay and the reason why they think this was because a family ended up buying the house the lutz family who ended up reporting all kinds of paranormal happenings within the household and they knew the story beforehand um but there was so much activity that they called in uh two two famous demonologists which is uh, you know ed and and lauren oh my gosh ed and lorraine warren i can't because i don't like them they suck (laughs) um i don't give a shit what your names are you just suck um 
but anyway so they called they called the warrens in to investigate and the warrens were like oh shit this place my god it has just happened with activity and this is obviously this is tied to that guy and his family that you know he killed his whole family must have been possessed and and this that and the other well i mean what we know about defoe now is is that you know he the guy obviously had some mental illness he probably did drug his family it's just that at the time that this had happened we just didn't have the the science to really prove what had happened and you know whatnot i mean gosh the whole family's dead and this guy's like yeah i did it so i mean what does that tell you you know he actually just died this year in uh, march of 2021 i didn't know that but um anyway so you know this was the 70s and he killed the whole family and then the warrens went on to make a bunch of money because of the Lutz family came out and said oh this house is really evil um if you actually look into that a bit more the the guy that helped them write the story because they turn it into a book called the amityville horror um you know the whole thing into a book the guy that helped wrote the story you know openly admitted that the the lutz family was kind of coaxed and, and into admitting certain things that weren't actually true and he the, the guy as a writer was told to write things that weren't true and you know it's just all kind of a big to do so i mean that's not a really good it's probably one of the more hollywood famous cases of demon possession um than than anything but it was probably all bullshit you know what i mean now poltergeists are a different thing than regular ghosts poltergeists are not they're not spirits a lot of people don't realize this a poltergeist is when you have pent up energy within your household that makes shit happen opens and closes doors moves objects but it's not an actual being that's making that shit happen i am so glad that you brought that up because that was something that i wanted to argue with you about earlier when you were saying that you don't believe in haunted houses you've been to haunted places and stuff and I was going to say, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of shutdown um, mental health facilities in downstate Illinois. And I know people that have gone to them and kind of fucked around in them and stuff before. And the stuff that they reported totally, I guess, fits more poltergeist stuff than a haunting or whatever. Right. It's not the same thing. And a lot of people think that it is. Now, I believe in energies because I, you know, that's fucking real. We can prove energy exists. Right god damn it i'm gonna kill this cat go away go 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 i love my cats but this guy's being such an asshole right now anyway um you know so poltergeist energy is is definitely a lot different than like the typical haunting so you know could the lutz family have been experiencing shit like that that's what it sounds like to me when you really break apart the case and i'm not gonna do that today i didn't prepare for that but when you go and break apart you know their their case like that it does seem a lot like they had a lot of poltergeist energy but then again they had this fucking tragic event happen at that house so that's probably why you know i don't i don't that's weird um but that's another really famous one it's kind of uh, was that guy possessed by demons no probably not did they make him kill his family again no probably not he probably just killed his family because he's an asshole you know so <laughs> Because he's an asshole. He's you an know asshole. what an asshole does on a Wednesday afternoon, Pat? He kills his fucking family. You're, that's, you're that's right. What I am on is. one today. I don't know. Like six planets in retrograde. This is me. Um, <laughs> during, during your, your, Midwestern, your Midwestern accent's flaring up. You're just <laughs> getting, a, all, getting all mad. Uh, um, I'm having a good time, though. So, yeah, that was that's another really famous one um, that, you know, people don't i mean not that people don't talk about but that a lot of you probably know about um 
and you know it's kind of funny because i keep mentioning these these possession cases and they're kind of running alongside uh you know horror films right Mm. you don't hear about them a lot demon possession is not alleged demon possession is not like super common so well um that kind of brings me to my next point which is something once again kind of off topic but adjacent at least so something i wanted to talk about is something that an ex-girlfriend told me once and she was one of these uh you know psychic magic wielders that was constantly off guard by life and bouncing checks and whatnot and she explained to me the idea of generational curses and that is a concept that always stuck with me for some reason i'm not saying i fully subscribe to it but there was something that always like i don't know when she explained it to me just kind of like wow and like stuck in my head and uh as the saying goes the truth has a certain ring to it and i always thought there was something about that and and basically what uh the idea of generational curses is is that if something happens if, if somebody does something that's so heinous that uh it can be passed down to your offspring and it's kind of an old testament um it's kind of an old testament idea right there was okay. i think it goes far back is i believe it's exodus it's the second book of the Bible where it was some of the Jews fucked up real bad and they had generational curses placed upon them. Um, and it basically it's like addictions or mental illness, um, things like that. But I mean, f- taking a step back, we can attribute those to, uh, you know, trauma and unhealthy coping mechanisms that are just kind of passed down through the family anyway right like if your mom or dad is an alcoholic there's a chance you're going to be an alcoholic too and it's not because of a a possession or a generational curse it's it's just because that's the way that you were raised that's the kind of environment you were in um you know same thing with mental illness we know that that's a genetic defect whether or not well whether or not it's actually genetically caused or because of the environment that you were brought up in depression schizophrenia bipolar stuff like that like it makes sense that that gets passed down generationally without the supernatural necessarily getting involved right um but i think being somebody <laughs> somebody that you know does have some of the negative qualities of uh my parents um it's an explanation that i don't necessarily want to throw out the window okay i think maybe it might be just simply a matter of me trying to uh shirk responsibility for my own shortcomings in life you know what i mean maybe some of the reasons that i do the things that i do is because of a generational curse and not just because i was I'm an asshole because I was raised by assholes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there always needs to be a supernatural explanation for this kind of stuff, but I'm definitely uh, interested by this one. I kind of like to keep it uh, on my palate. So okay. Oh well, absolutely. I mean, that's you're totally within reason to do so. Have Have you Have you Are you familiar with that that concept? No. Really. Really. Okay. Really? Yeah, you know, it's it's a thing. Um it's a thing for for like I said, it's a thing for Christians too because it's it's brought up in the Bible, but it's also a thing for some spiritualists. You know, it's how they explain like they're unlucky in love because of a generation. all the women in this family, their marriages end in divorce 
and it's because your great great grandmother seduced a, 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 a carnival performer and a gypsy put a curse on our family so now all the women fucking die alone right like that kind of bullshit i mean i you know i guess i know that much but you know as far as like why or what it doesn't even make any sense to me um but maybe that's because i don't really have like a i didn't really grow up like traditional family you know what i mean so it wasn't like i think family's kind of bullshit so i don't i don't it doesn't hold too much for me um you know my mom was adopted so like now what so now you're telling me that my mom's actual birth parents because you know they're her great 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 grandmother from years ago you know fucked the local clergyman i mean you know i don't know you know what now we're in trouble and we're cursed i just don't i don't think it holds much you know i just i don't see it um you know I, I could i could believe in karmic soul cycles before that concept and that's your own soul not contingent on your ancestors so yeah you know, that's, you know but i mean i i think it's okay if you want to explore that idea i don't think there's anything wrong with it um but i think life is definitely what you make it and like if you were raised by like shitty ass parents who are always bitching because their life sucks and they're always just generally negative then of course you're kind of going to grow up with that mark and so instead of focusing on any of any of the good you're already predisposed to focus on the bad so i think it's something that you get in your own head about the human right. is crazy you know so i mean i just don't really think that it's you know I, I think that it's nothing more than that i think you can retrain yourself to not be i think you can retrain yourself to 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 not be unlucky anymore and uh i don't think that's that's a bad thing um right well i think i think the the best the best way to frame it for me has always been the alcoholic parents right if you have al alcoholic parents then you know there's a chance that you're going to be an alcoholic you're because pre, yeah you, you're predisposed to alcoholism yeah or you're, there's a chance you won't be because you're going to screw up watching them like i know just as many people that are alcoholics that have alcoholic parents i know almost just as many that don't drink at all because they grew up in a chaotic yeah. household right you know what i mean what i don't have a lot of is friends with alcoholic parents that have a perfectly normal balanced relationship with alcohol that's the one thing you don't get <laughs> is to walk away unscathed either you swing in one direction or you swing in the other but either way you're fucking swinging oh, right? yeah what the, the the real minority in that are the people that are like hey whatever you know and walk away totally fine sure well no, I, that's you're absolutely right about that that's right true. and i think that's that's kind of where we put the generational curse thing and i know that's kind of this is kind of an uh, uh off kilter thing to bring up in the same conversation as demonic possession but i think what kind of the direction you're going to with your explanation for demonic possession f fits in the same category as this as well we're like you know sometimes we do things because of nature sometimes we do things because of a nurture and there's a very 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 small percentage of times where we do things because of supernatural interference right um yeah so. i mean sort of well i mean pretty I'm, I'm gonna let me let me i'm gonna finish out this last case okay another big notable one kind of actually a lot of people don't know about it but they know what uh what it what it inspired so um it is the exorcism of roland doe roland doe roland doe whatever sounds like a um, fake name it is it is a fake name okay um on purpose so um it is a series of exorcisms that uh that were performed on a 14 year old boy um it's it's pretty decently docu documented but of course the boy's name you know is undisclosed and um 
you know, most of them were performed by uh, a priest named uh, Raymond Bishop. So, you know, if any of the names sound familiar, it's because this is the inspiration for The Exorcist. And uh, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty boring. I mean, not boring. It's just pretty uneventful. Um, Depends on how you feel about the subject, I suppose. So uh, Roland was an only child. He didn't have any friends, really, um, except he was really close with his aunt. And his aunt was, you know, what they referred to as a spiritualist. And they said that she ended up introducing him to the concept of the Ouija board and things like that. So um, Aunt Harriet died. Oh, that was her name, Aunt Harriet. She died early. And um, when that happened, the family started experiencing, you know, paranormal happenings in the house. Weird noises, furniture, doors closing, you know, things being broken, things like that. Except the boy started having strange things happen to him. He began levitating. Um, you know, he started becoming increasingly violent. Um and and things like that it it became very troublesome they thought that maybe he could control objects with his mind because he can make things kind of fly across the room he would talk and again in another voice um he didn't like things like crosses and holy water He, he wasn't cool with that um so you know of course the family was then trying to find you know help for the boy um eventually he did end up being put into a psychiatric hospital where they would you know continue to try to exercise him at one point in time um during one of the exorcisms they had to stop it because he uh somehow the boy broke free of his uh, he was tied up so he, he broke free of that um reached into his mattress and pulled out one of the springs and started cutting one of the priests um so you know pretty pretty violent stuff but the bed would shake you know all kinds of things um he broke one of the priest's noses i mean it was it was not good but eventually they exercised the kid and uh he went on to live uh, according to one of the priests he says uh, he went on to live an ordinary life after that um you know and the guys never come forward now other people have like gone on to try to investigate the claims that were made and what they found was that there was a lot of um there was a lot of discrepancies in the story. I mean, for one, the, the kid was in a psychiatric hospital, you know, and obviously if he was a very lonely kid and one of the most prominent adults in his life died, he was going through trauma. So it wouldn't be strange for this kid to act out, um, you know, but but other things, like I said, didn't really make sense. Uh, they found that you know, the place that they claimed that this made sense, which was uh, Mount Rainier, Maryland, that didn't happen. Um, you know, the just the different stories, even like some of the priests that said that they visited him and stuff like that, they kind of later recanted some of their stories and said, yeah, no, I'm not making an official release on it. You know, it just it just seems like a really strange um it seems like a really strange story in and of itself with a lot of things that don't really add up why did the kid never come forward i mean i guess if he was afraid because he maybe he thought that he was demon possessed like like a lot of these people do that again going back to the uh the um annalise mccall case she thought that she was possessed she wanted to be exercised she that's what she thought was happening to her you know but again she's mentally ill can we really trust her judgment Uh, you know probably not but you know i i don't know these are just big cases you know again i've never been in a room with a possessed individual before to know kind of what's going on some of this stuff does seem pretty fanatical however what i can tell you is that i have 
been inside of a, a mental hospital, you know, and I, I know what shit is like there. And those people can do some pretty um, seemingly amazing things because of the, the mental illness. My mother worked for, um, you know, a local, you know, psychiatric unit way, way back, back in the nineties. And, um, you know, she, she's told me some really interesting stories about these people and they're, you know, we know that they're mentally ill, you know, we, we know that that's the case. So I just don't know. I, I don't know if I buy demon possession. It just seems like the more you kind of start pulling at the strings of it, the more it all seems to point to the one thing, you know, it, could it be happenstance that it's, ha that while it's happening, you know, maybe they're experiencing poltergeist type activity, but again, it's my cat sneezing this cat, I swear to God um you know again during that time in their life they're all going through some really heavy shit you know so you could have some of that leftover energy that makes it seem like something it's not and if demon possession is a thing why doesn't it happen more often you know that's an excellent question like why is this not popular it's kind of hard to find I mean, there's a couple of notable cases and i mean you can go back through and you can like read the case files and stuff of other ones but it's just it's not something that really happens a lot but why not it, well it's, yeah i mean especially if you look at during uh biblical times where it's you know you couldn't throw a rock without hitting somebody possessed by something um right that's a really good question i think that that could be something that that I mean, might be the most important question to ask you're talking demon possession here you, these things don't give a shit about they're not afraid of us you know they're not right. there's nothing that we can do we're humans there's nothing that we can do that would stop them from from possessing anybody they want to so why is Un it not happening well unless um unless it's just not always the exorcist bed spinning uh you know unless well, it's more and subtle unless it's more you know th they realize that if you're trying to corrupt men's souls which isn't that there isn't that supposed to be their the goal of demon possession i guess that's a good point that it would be more sublime it would be more subtle it would be through subtle manipulation cultural manipulation you know don't don't what are you going to if you're going to possess someone and you're going to edge them towards chaos what's what what's really to be gained from doing it to a 14 year old girl versus a 40 year old record executive or hollywood producer sure you know what i mean to greenlit certain projects i'm just trying to think like if strategically here like if you're really trying to lure mankind into the you know you know it's a pit of hell or something i mean where do you draw that line though like at, at what point do you say no this person's just a bad fucking person or you go oh no they're just that way because they're demon possessed i mean i, I suppose that depends on what ideas you choose yeah to what you believe yeah. right and uh you know you're you're all uh you know you can decide for yourself you know what you think um just personally i just don't see you know i just think there people are bad people sometimes you know you know bringing bringing everything full circle going back to yeah. the kids in that youth group that i was talking about sure i i think they would say that anything that you know okay if you believe and god's plan and you believe in his uh rules for us and how he wants mankind to live that anything that leads you astray of that is uh demonic influence is satanic influence well i don't want to say satanic because i know fucking satanists take that the wrong way is uh 
negative influence, right? So like if I if I honestly believe that, you know, rock and roll music is bad because it uh it it tries to uh convince me to like, I don't know, not sleep with my wife or something. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. This is also goofy. Who fucking knows? People are nuts. You know what I mean? And sometimes the 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 the, the moral gatekeepers are the craziest of fucking everybody. Yeah. They're the most fervorous and 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 they're the ones that are, are really trying to hurt other people. Um but I think that I think the really hardcore religious nuts are gonna say that anything that doesn't have a Christ-like image, any music that's not Christian rock, anything that's not like a, a fucking, you know, movie with a with a pure message, anything that uh, gl- glamorizes like sex and violence or something, all of that, and the people that make that stuff, all of those people are possessed by the devil. I think that's what they would say. You know what I mean? Anything that any like it, it's here's here's what's so nuts is that one of the things that came out uh, in the one of the things that came out in, or that's going to come out this week uh, with that congressional hearing about Instagram, I mentioned this in the intro, is that there was a report that they did where they they talked about the negative psychological impact that Instagram has on young women's self-esteem, okay? Now, as a woman, I'm sure you can appreciate that, right? Like Absolutely, that, yeah. Okay, all right. So we agree that, that we know that Instagram has a negative effect on young women's social uh, self-esteem. So the people that know that and push it anyway, what do we, what what do we think of them? Are are we just going to say that they're greedy? Like this is all about money. All they care about is money. That's it. Right. Well, if you were a hypervigilant Christian, right. You could take that information and say these people are under the influence of the of the devil. Look at what they're doing. They they are knowingly corrupting the hearts and minds of young women. They are making them hate their own bodies, bodies that God gave them. Okay. You know what I mean? They are making them hate themselves. They're condemning them to a life of misery and loneliness and shame. Right? And people would argue that things like instagram are the product of of it's it's got to be evil it's got to be satan you know what i mean the enemy as they like to say capital t capital e the enemy Uh, i'm not saying i believe that but i know the rhetoric and that's what the rhetoric is so well right right i agree i agree with that and and you know i know there's going to be some people that'll listen to this show and they're going to be disappointed (laughs) you know because again they want well gosh this is definitely is going back full circle because they want to believe in something so bad and maybe it's because they've even maybe you've been in a room with a possessed person and if you have you should definitely call us at 773-59-WEIRD and tell us about it but seriously you know maybe you have been in in a room with a possessed person maybe you've seen a ghost and you don't like the fact that I don't really believe in them, you know, because you've seen it. And I can't tell you that your experience was wrong. And I can't. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not I'm not here trying to tell you that. But think about this for a second. What if you were wrong? What if whatever it was that you experienced, because you were so emotionally invested in the experience that you were having, 
your brain then decided to kind of fudge the narrative a little bit and turn it into something that you're kind of vaguely familiar with and that's possession or that's you know ghosts or whatever it is i mean have you really gone back and have you really backtracked really thought about the details of the situation while removing your emotions out of it probably not because let me tell you that's hard to do you know and i'm again i'm not here to tell you that what you experienced didn't happen i'm just asking that maybe you try to look at it in a different light and uh you know maybe pick it apart from there you know i don't know again possession's not something that i do i do i'm not a demonologist i don't go around doing uh exorcisms and and things like that i probably never would to be honest with you um you know just because i'm just not it doesn't tickle my fancy you know so i don't know you know it's not what i'm interested in um but when i look at these cases i i see a lot of um misinformation being thrown around i see a lot of things being twisted i see a lot of again things that we can already kind of prove with science but maybe not then we couldn't prove it with science you know the the roland doe case that that was in the 40s you know we didn't have as much information as we do now it is interesting to me that these people typically do end up in psychiatric hospitals you know which is probably where they should have stayed you know or or what have you um either way it's it's very fucking tragic whether it was demon possession or you know mental illness or whatever it was it sounds like a lot of the times this ended up in tragedy for the family um you know like like the uh like the defoe case the amityville horror i mean he still killed his whole family that sucks you know that's not good um and whatever you want to call that you whatever makes you helps you sleep at night uh whatever name you want to put on it go for it and i'm not here to tell you not to um just my personal opinion is that you know i i don't subscribe to the idea and um you know fuck uh fuck barton nunley so that's <laughs> i gotta stop i'm gonna get canceled oh no one's gonna cancel you you're uncancelable <laughs> over the fucking sword guy um i'm just kidding no in all seriousness don't let me tell you who to listen to either and just use your fucking heads guys you know think for yourselves it's you know do do a little bit of homework and you know don't just because just because i say something is fact doesn't even mean that it's fact you know i'm not even wearing clothes half the time when i do this show you guys like you can't <laughs> i'm not wearing a shirt pat's not wearing a shirt you cannot take me very seriously um and and you know you just just decide don't 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 pick a narrative and stick with it you know think outside the box of that narrative sometimes and you might even land back to the same narrative that you had originally just because you have to look at the other evidence doesn't mean that you know you were wrong in the first place just keep an open mind that's all i ask so i would say um if you're interested in demon possession check out the gosha it's a it's a book that i read many many years ago it's called the lesser key of solomon it's another name that it's known as and it's basically uh supposedly solomon who was uh king david's son um cataloged the all the demons in existence and he wrote down uh yeah he wrote down their um drew pictures of them and he he wrote down their sigils and uh what what govern what areas they govern and, and all this stuff and how to summon all of them and it's a book that you can buy on amazon so just take that into consideration and uh it's worth reading it's worth checking out if you're if the demon thing is your thing and i'd also say that uh you know if it's something that you're gonna if it's a thought that you're gonna entertain consider the whole the whole ramification of that belief system are demons real because it's you know i i don't i i I love people that only like buy half the story 
you know, it's like, look, if demons are real, then that does that mean that God's real? Does that mean that Jesus is real? Does that mean the Bible's fucking real? Because if you're going to go down that road, you got to go down that road. Otherwise, you're just kind of committing to half truths and and you're treating, you know, everything like it's a fucking old country buffet. Sure, um, yeah, do your homework. Right, exactly. I think that's what it comes down to: do your homework and then homework. make an informed decision and, and listen to your heart. Absolutely, and don't just go fucking calling out demons like that's stupid. You know, I don't. I've never, again, I've never met a demon, but I'm not going to be like, hey, let's, you know, hang out, demons. You know, don't do that. Because if it is real, then you're kind of fucked. So don't fuck yourself, you know, unless you got a nice sock and, and you know, a bottle of Lubriderm ready. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the only, that's the only uh, self-fucking we accept around here. Um, but we talk about masturbation a lot on the show. That's weird. We're horny. <laughs> Every episode is about masturbating. <laughs> on Wednesdays, we masturbate. Um <laughs> don't stop now but no seriously you know don't don't go doing that dumb shit because you're an edgy edge lord like don't go disrespecting other people's religions you know just just don't do that it looks bad um this is a very preachy episode today i'm sorry about that I'm well stop. hey when we're right we're right you know well, what i mean well that's that's a good point that's a good well you know the the planets and all are you know they're in they're pissed off or whatever and you know now's the time to I, I guess teach some lessons so if when you didn't learn end? anything what's when that? does this end because i've been sick for two weeks three i weeks mean <laughs> they end at different times i think the mercury retrograde ends on the 18th of october so. oh my god that's a long time from now yep it just started though on the 27th of september so i'm sorry the 28th um anyway but there's a there's a bunch going on if you follow that stuff you know i don't know i'll, t- I'll talk to you about it but anyway i don't have anything else to add to you no i'm done All right, guys. Well, with that being said, see you guys here next Wednesday.